Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, Internet? You're listening to another episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the Urban Geek for all nerds. The show where we talk geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And it's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Benjamin Button, brand new Ben, Hollywood Ben. I, that, 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 I was doing so well right there. Oh, folks, you know what it is. You know, it's the end of the year. We're bringing it all to a close here on Fan Bro Show. This is not the last show, but this is. No, no, no. We're not not doing that joke again. But this is the last show of the year. And as always, I'm joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Ivan Yeo, Deuce Piccolo, Sean Jean, Luke Picard, and Chance the Parappa. There we go, there we go. And returning for the final show of the year is... Chico Leo, a.k.a. Luke Beige, a.k.a. Afro Cheeks, a.k.a. the Cardi B of the spaceship. Mm. Oh, the Cardi B of the spaceship. Coming with that late year heat, I see, but, uh, well, you know. Chico Leo, okay. Yeah. I don't if dance you... now, I make money moves. <laughs> <laughs> if you got beef with Chico, you got beef. Forever. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) These is bloody shoes. (laughs) (sighs) I've never thought I would hear Chico Leo say that. I I can't say I I ever imagined that in my life. There was some guac like a few months back about (laughs) Cardi B. And and Tatiana was literally like, yo, do you know who Cardi B is, Chico? And I was like, come on. I don't know. I don't know. She had like the song of the summer. You know, come on. I'm I'm plugged in. I don't know if she was in your musical repertoire. I'm I'm plugged in like IG88. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, shout out to my homie Tyler over in the American Gods writing room because when I first dropped there, this was pretty early, but he had no clue who Cardi B was. And me and Olivia, another one of the writers, had to put him on. And now he is, you know, down right. with the wave and fully understands the greatness of Cardi B. So, you know, we had to clear that up over there. Well, apparently I'm teaching men what the word hype beast means. So white men specifically. So shout out to Michael Green. There we go. You know, <laughs> learning many things. Also side piece he picked up recently. <laughs> I didn't teach him that. That's <laughs> no, all. No. <laughs> Ooh, no, hopefully not. Yeah, but no. listen to the Michael Green episode. It's on Fan Bros Show. You know, you should have heard it by now if you're subscribed on SoundCloud, Sound on Cloud. iTunes. Yes. Yeah, you know, all those beautiful places, Spotify. Where else? I saw something else Fan Bros Show is now available on. We're like on some new. Yeah. You know. We're honestly, with just about everywhere you can ever listen to a podcast except maybe Tidal, we're on there. Mm, shout out to Jay Z. You need to get that right. You need to get Fan Bro Show Sean, up on Tyler real Sean, quick. Sean, call us. Let's Yo, call I us. like SoundCloud, by the way. You said, you said <laughs> no, seriously, that's a better name than SoundCloud. Because Sound it's all crowd sort, you know, SoundCloud. You need to start that up. That's you know, right. See if that, see if that domain isn't taking yet. SoundCloud of not Already done. Sound, already took it. But- SoundCloud. <laughs> but you guys. Quick. You guys, it's the end of the year, and you know what that means. We got to talk about how amazing this year has been for Fan Bros, and for us personally. 
Mm. Lots of times, even though there's there's there tends to be some hardship, there tends to be a lot of negativity throughout the year, it tends to be disasters and all this other stuff. At the same time, there's got to be lots of stuff that you're thankful for. I mean, I, I we got I we got some in. some of the best sequels ever this year. I'm thankful for that. I mean, uh, there you go. We there got go. uh, what? What do we get? I, I actually really liked uh, what was it? Train Spotting Two, but Blade Runner Two. You know, the mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed with um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, but that's only because I love the first one so much. Right. So, yeah. so, so Chico is grateful for re- not reboots, but um, <laughs> good sequels <laughs> as opposed to trashy. You know, this wasn't you know. No, I get you, I, mean, I get you. You know, you. like Bad Boys 2 or some crap like that. I get you. So, so for you, 2017 was the year of good sequels. Yeah. Very and good. actually, what I had a much better uh, 2017 than I did 2016 all around. So. I mean, you did. You're making money moves now. You said so. That's right. Said. Exactly. These is bloody shoes. What about <laughs> What about you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I also stopped dancing this year and making money moves. And... um. <laughs> Yeah, 2017 has just been incredible for me. I like, you know, everyone knows, listeners of the show, you know, I made the move to L.A., started writing on American Gods. I'm now actually a member of the Writers Guild of America. Yes, you know, got my card in the mail. Wow, that's dope. So you're in the union. I'm in the union. You're in the Writers Guild. Wow. That means you cannot fire this man. Wow. (laughs) No, no, I'm for real. Or you can fire him, but you got to pay him. Yes, there it is. You can hire right. me and pay me. So right. hit me up, you know, DJ Ben, I mean, on Twitter. And, um, yeah, it's just been incredible. Like, it's like, I mean, and then for Fanbro's show, like, just what we've done this year has been so incredible. I've just been so, you know, happy and so overjoyed, like, at everything we did on this show. Plus, you know, we have Scream Squad. You know, we have Slam Bros. We have uh, the Outlaw Bars pod. Everything's been popping off. I feel like this year the Fanbro Show interview went to another level. Like it yes. became a standard. You know, we're like, you got to get one of these in your career. You know, you mm-hmm. got to be on this show, and that is something to be proud of. And then, like I said, personally, this year it's just been like, it's just been one of those things where I've seen things just come true by just saying them. You know, like okay, I'm like this is going to happen, and then it happened. And so mm-hmm. I've just been so reinforced by that, and I just want to see more things happen for all of us next year. And so that's what I'm really thankful and grateful for. I'm just, you know, overjoyed at it. Right. Well, saying and doing. I, I would say that this year, to me, has been the preparation for what's going to happen, for manifest for me for next year. Because mm. this year has been a lot of planning, a lot of networking, a lot of, um, making money, but making money for fan bros and trying to expand the brand and doing all sorts of events and, and linking people together. And I think that's what 2017 was supposed to be for me. And uh, I, I think the fruits of the labor are going to come out very, very soon. Crown Wakanda, hashtag. And there's some more coming down the pipeline. So I am thankful for having the opportunity to learn and get to meet new people and get to meet new people in the industry and 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 every great thing that's happened to both you ben amin and to chico has also helped me as well so Mm -hmm. thank you for uh, like being my brothers it's great (laughs) i know we're like like this is thanksgiving but (laughs) i wasted my uh my prediction i i said i hope uh i hope chewbacca eats a porg (laughs) (laughs) Almost, 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 almost there. 
almost, almost there. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to thank you know all the listeners, right? This ain't Thanksgiving or anything, but it's like no. we said, it's the end of the year. You know, we got the For All Nerds Awards coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Super special guest. I mean, can we, can I announce who the special guest is yet? May okay, yeah, maybe because I think they need to be prepared to take some time off. True indeed, true indeed. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The four All Nerds Awards will be taking place live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Just say online. (laughs) Online, all those places. Who knows where it's going to be, but you know where you can find it at. Fan Bro Show Twitter, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday night. Special guest, Mr. Trollando himself. Mr. Nancy, Orlando Jones will be joining the Fan Bros show. Oh! The American God himself. We right. got the sauce. Oh my God. Lord of mercy. You know, Mr. Universal Fan Con, Mr. Tech God. It's going down Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Tune in on Twitter at Fan Bros Show, Instagram, Fan Bros Show, all that good stuff. It's going to be lit. Tomorrow, or by the time you hear this, all the categories will be released. You can vote online on Twitter for your favorite. And then, you know, we'll have the awards on Tuesday night with some special stuff, maybe some giveaways. Who knows? You know, all kinds of things. It's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like Ben, I mean, said, or the Orlando Jones will be joining us, and we are going to announce all the winners of the various categories of the best of 2017 and maybe some worst ofs as well. So, mm. be prepared. We're going to announce them all on Twitter. We'll probably expand it so you guys on other platforms can be able to see it and be able to get some links to vote for it. There we go. So, yeah, that's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. But, you know, before we get to that, like we said, it's the last show of the year. And we will be talking about, you know, the best of the year on the award show. But one that is probably going to be in best of the year is, you know, a little movie, a little independent movie you might have heard about, you know, dropped this weekend. <laughs> you know, Independent. Uh, <laughs> you know, small studio put it out. You know, they don't do much, you know, just little up-and-coming movie. Yeah, they make money moves, too. I mean, <laughs> they da- damn sure ain't dancing no more. Right. But, yeah, um, The Last Jedi. So who's The Last Jedi? Oh, little boy. Uh, all right, all right, um, all right, all right, right, right. Uh, Wait, start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning, a, a logical beginning. Okay. Just overall, what did you think of the movie? And when I say what do you think of the movie, I mean good, bad, amazing, terrible. Tra- what did you think? Give me, like, a, a couple of adjectives, and then we could get into it. Okay, uh, the first time I saw it, I've seen it twice already now. First time I saw it, I walked out like, ah. <laughs> you know, I had that uh, Larry David fit on, you know, the, <laughs> the Larry, Larry David gift. Like, ah. <laughs> and then I went to sleep, and I woke up the next day, and I was like, okay, that was better than I thought. Then the second time I saw it, I was like, wow, this shit is fire. I love this movie. This is incredible. Okay, so you, so your your perception changed after a second viewing. Okay. Yes. What about yeah. you, Chico Leo? So I, I actually loved it, and I thought it did everything right that um, I was disappointed with in, in, in the, the Force Awakens. And my one huge complaint from Rogue One had been the lack of the John Williams Star Wars music, and that was in this. And it was this. all up in there. So, yeah, this was actually, by by a considerable distance, my, my favorite of the three modern ones. And, mm. um, I mean, I hate the whole, like, oh, you know, but, yeah, kind of, I have to say, this was the best one since Empire. But, um, 
I thought it had I thought it had a lot. I thought it was way more intense and like emotional than I thought it was going to be, but then mm-hmm. you know, it's the second one in the trilogy. Empire was that way. Um I don't know. I um I I I think all around like they killed it. Okay. All right. I agree that I think that it brought an emotional gravity to the series that I haven't felt before from the beginning from the minute you jump into the film. It, it gives a lot of... It's very emo, really. And that being said, it took a lot of risks that, as you can probably see from some of the the critics and people alike that, just random regular people alike, that they, they may not like it. It's actually becoming a very polarizing movie. I, I, I appreciate all the risks that it took, and, and, I, and I for the most part, I like the movie. I still believe out of the modern movies that Rogue One is the best. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, and that's far. I, I don't understand the people who are like ripping it or dissing it. There are it. lots oh my of God. people ripping I know, it. and I, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, if you if you didn't like this, then you need to go find a magic ring and go into a cave and turn it to Gollum. Well, Ouch. well, here's the thing, Ouch. Chico, because I, I was straddling the fence, and actually it's funny because... As the days have gone on, I saw this on Friday. As the days have gone past, my my enjoyment meter for the movie has start actually slightly started to decrease. Not because mm. I thought it was a bad movie, but because there were a lot of points in it that I either did not understand why it went that way or why they chose to do certain things. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Before we get into that, let's say from here on out, is going to be pretty spoiler-filled, you know. So if you haven't seen The Last Jedi and you plan on seeing it, there are definitely some moments in this movie that you do not want spoiled for you if they yeah. haven't been already. Honestly, they're the entire fucking movie. You pretty don't... much. So... That's why we didn't do an early review because yeah. pretty much from the opening scene, it's spoilers. Yeah. So from here on out in this review, until we take a break, we'll be filled with spoilers. So, you know, come back after the break if you haven't seen it yet. But now, what were your issues with it? Well, I it wasn't. I didn't have an issue with it. But when we were talking about a lot of people ripping apart, a lot of people were ripping apart mm-hmm. for for the for the high comedy content in it. Because not that Star Wars was ever always this dour situation. There's always been a, a, a touch of comedy depending on what the scene is. But it seemed like the comedy was turned up. The comedy dial had been turned up even more so and a lot of people felt it was corny that it was too disney that it was too saccharine and too uh silly comedy as opposed to smart comedy mm-hmm. i okay. i didn't really i didn't see a problem with it i thought in fact i thought that i was good that they turned dialed up the comedy because it fell more in line with what's happening right now with Disney. It's far more in line with what's happening right now with Star Wars. The whole idea of this film is that they're throwing away everything you knew about Star Wars and tossing all of your ideas on its head. They want to confuse you, or Ryan Johnson wants to come up with some new, a new approach, wants to come at this in a slightly different way. Like he's using canon, he's using known characters and some new ones, but he's employing them in a matter that a lot of Star Wars fans, quote-unquote purists, are not used to. And that's pissing people off. But I think there's been comedy in Star Wars since the beginning. And I think about, like, Yoda and R2-D2 fighting and, um, you know, um, Han Solo or Leia calling Chewie, like, a a walking carpet or some shit in the first one. Like, there's always been sort of a comedic element, like, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like that kind of movie. Um... 
And this also had, I mean, yeah, there was comedy, but there was also serious, um, you know, a lot of people got killed. Uh, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of people had, like, Rogue killed. One level, uh, you know, um, yeah, uh, in casualty terms of, figures. In terms of deaths. And there was, there was gravity to quite a few of the deaths as well. And there, the point that, I feel like I'm skipping ahead on this, but there were points of it that bothered me that I feel like they should have continued to kill that person. Right. The one being Princess slash General Leia. Right. Ow. I, and now I understand. Now here's, let me explain why. I understand, to me, I feel like in, in the movie, there's a point where she basically she's on the bridge or the whatever you call that yeah no, she's on the, the bridge and it gets... she's on the bridge of the ship and the ship gets blown up she gets tossed into outer space the void dead void of space somehow the and i understand she's older at this point she, she she's probably trained and all this other shit she somehow or the force somehow taps into her wakes her up out of her frozen induced coma whatever happens when you're out in space, when you're in Star Wars. And she basically is able to wake up and force force push herself back to the part of the ship that's not blown up. She's basically able to take herself out of the void of space and float like Jesus back to the ship. I thought that that was a weird way of Ryan or whoever else trying to bring back Carrie Fisher. Or make Carrie her an Fisher, angel, almost, Ca- Carrie, like... Carrie died, and that was hugely impactful. It was a horrible thing that happened, and and that that really suffered a lot of people. That said, I know a lot of people felt she's their princess and all this stuff, and you wish you can save her in real life. So why not save her in the movie? I get that sentiment, but I personally believe that you sometimes have to let people go, both in as a character and as a person in real life. And I personally feel like that scene was their way of trying to save her because they didn't want people to suffer through her death twice. But it, it read really corny to me. So do you think that they changed it up after she died no, to, I, for that scene? No, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. For all yeah. we know, that was always to be. And yep. and whether it was always to be or came after doesn't matter to me. I think it was it was a mistake. I think that... And and you can explain to me because you guys are made well more well versed in the Star Wars lore, which which expands across genres and mediums. But I don't recognize a point where that's established as a capability. Now, if that's been established, well, they've definitely then okay, established cool, that but she's, I just don't you know, in see the, she's how in that the Skywalker happened. Li- she was in the Skywalker lineage, and the Force flows in her, and they showed that she was, you know, in touch with the Force. She yeah, had, yeah, yeah. There's a difference between being in touch know, with the Force and being able to right. force push yourself space. out of death. Not just out of space. Right. You're basically dead at that point. Because in real life, if you get thrown into space, you blow up, okay? You, you, you explode, right. you combust, all that stuff, so you wouldn't make it. And that's why I said, what happens when you get thrown into space in Star Wars? You freeze, and, and it's the pretty way of death. You're supposed to be dead at that point. There's no way. Right. Well, she no was... now everyone could argue with no, me. No, I after think the, the idea said, well, is it, you know it, she's a jet, she's a Jedi. Yeah, you, she's a, a Jedi, some, and it's established level. in some book or whatever. It's just, I, it was just weird. It just did not look good. It, it, it looked like a bad CGI of Batman. Excuse me, Superman flying back to Earth from Krypton. Like I just didn't understand how that happened. My and audience why they didn't was let her really die. into it. They applauded. My audience was really into that. They applauded it. Yeah, the audience was really into it. My audience was dead silent because we were confused as hell. 
Right. I, I, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, cause I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of people who can't speak for themselves. I know the people at least directly adjacent to me were confused. Um. All right. Well, this is the thing. A lot of things in this movie have been shown in relation to the force that haven't been shown before. Like, we never yeah. really saw things like what Luke does at the end of the movie. Yeah, he, you know, he basically a did a, a physical astral projection of himself. Yeah, yeah. but I, mean, but I will say that that's kind of been established in different ways Not throughout the really, movies. Not really, though. And hold up. Let me finish, though. There's other things, too. Like, when um, Kylo and Rey are having their conversations and water transfers worlds, basically to Kylo. Things like that have not been shown. Like, there's been a lot of things in these movies, in The Force Awakens and in this, that we haven't seen uh, before from the Jedi and from the Force. And they're making conscious decisions, saying like, yo, this is different. You know, these and are different things. That's fine. And, I think and the actually, astral projection, I think the astral projection stuff has been shown in the cartoon. And that's what I'm trying to say. And maybe Rebels. Yes, and I've, you, we've, we've, that's, and I'm not okay. saying just because it hasn't been established means you can't do it because it's new. Mm. Yes, you can do new shit. I'm just saying, at least with that stuff, with, with Luke doing all that, like, that kind of, there has been precedent for that. Yep. No, there hasn't been precedent for what Leia did. That doesn't mean it can't happen. What I'm saying is, it was, it for me, it read across as disingenuous. It came mm. across as corny, and it came across as a way to try to save someone who has essentially already died several times over. Wow. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. That actually wasn't... I mean, I thought it was a weird moment, but I, I didn't mind it, and I let... To me, there was a slightly bigger problem. Um, the only issue that I had with it, and it's not huge, but ultimately, when it comes down to it, um, like Dom Hall Gleason, he's a sucker, and Snoke is a sucker, and Captain Phasma Dom is Hall Gleason, which one yes, is that? He's the redheaded dude who's like... Oh, like, but I love him so the, much. You know, the dude that and, does what? And, and Kylo Ren is a sucker. Like, it's all... The, the bad guys are, like, nowhere near up to, like, Darth Vader or Grand Moff Tarkin or the Emperor. I just and feel I like love the bad that. guys... What? Like, you love that? I, yeah, because I think, like, that's the thing. Like, they're, like, like a lot of people were sitting there spending so much time. Who is Snoke? What's his origin? What's he about? You know, is he Kylo from the future? But I thought like they mentioned him right, already. Right, right, is he that? Right. Is he they that? mentioned him in the it's past. True. Like, who and cares? Then, yeah. he's, he's, he's the new Supreme Leader. Who gives a fuck? He's the new Supreme Leader. Like, there's... Yeah. Well, if you got to understand something, at the end of the day, this is called Star Wars. It's going to be a perpetual war no matter where you view the series. Like, I, I've come to understand right. it doesn't matter if you're viewing it in... Uh, 30 years before Luke was born, 30 years after Luke is dead, it doesn't matter. It's called wars. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a perpetual war, meaning there always has to be a perpetual big bad. There's always has to be a perpetual battle between the rebels and the Empire or wherever they're called. There's the Sith. There's the the, the dark side. There's all the different names for them. Is this is just like in, in the real world. Just like mm -hmm. there's always going to be a war. There's always going to be a different name for the quote-unquote enemy, depending on what side you're on. And there's always going to be different ways that it happens. But at the end of the day... It's essentially the same players, and Snoke is another player in that game. Right. Yeah, but see, one thing that I really liked about this one is that, like you said, Chico, like these people are like, they're all following, they all want to be Darth Vader, but they're wannabes, and they're not, you know? And Snoke, it's like people are like, who is he, who is he, who cares? Like you said, Tatiana, who gives a shit? And then he's just another bit bad, and he gets knocked off, spoiler, and then you keep moving. You know, but what I really loved about this one was the fact that they seem to be breaking some ground. I hope they really explore this more in the fact that they're showing you that the Empire, Republic, whatever, First Order, et cetera, are all just flip sides of the same coin. Yes, right. I will. You know, like Benicio's yes. uh, character was talking on that. And that right. also parallels the stuff that they're doing with the Force. 
where it's like Ray for one moment goes completely dark. You know, mm-hmm. Kylo <laughs> seems to be sliding towards the light sometimes. It's just like a sliding scale. And yep, Ray com- is becoming yep. a new type of Jedi. She's not becoming like the old type of Jedi that came before her. So it's like this whole new wave. And that's, I really hope they push that and don't fall back on yeah. you know, the old stuff. Yeah, I would applaud that, especially what you said, Ben. The fact that Snoke said that line, he said to Kylo Ren, he said, I knew as you got stronger, your equal balance would rise. Or he, mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and, and that's not, but, but he basically he said to your point that your, your opposite is going to show up because the way the force works, whether you want to call it light or dark, it's an energy in the universe and it has to be balanced out. So if a great force ends up on the dark side, guess what? A great force from the light side is going to show up and vice versa. It just, that's just the way it is. And remember, it's Star Wars is perpetual. And it doesn't have to be Jedi and Sith. Right. Like it could be anything. It's, it's like, a, the, it's just, yeah. The idea is this is a perpetual storytelling mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no, no, always no, going I, to be I, something I to balance out the other thing and uh, the other great power or whatever word you want to use for that. And to your point, Ben, I really do hope they actually push harder on that because there were so many instances of showing these balances throughout the film that made a lot of sense. Anything else before we get out of here about Star Wars, Chico? Oh yeah, I mean, I there was a lot. I mean, I liked Poe Dameron. A <laughs> yeah, lot. there was I a lot. This one, <laughs> the first one. Um, I mean, I thought that there were there were a lot more battles, and they were really like they meant something. I mean, yes. The, uh, my big yes. problem, my biggest problem with the Force Awakens was I found like the big final battle between the on-the-planet stuff and the space battle just kind of didn't add up to much, and it felt like a... a, Whereas I thought the first half of the movie was really good. I loved Rose. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of what, you know, I I, I thought, you know, they've gone more CGI than the original practical effects, but I still liked it. I liked what they did with all the characters from the original, you know. know, I feel like R2-D2's been a little sidelined, and C-3PO has now become, like, a joke, which is a little unfortunate, but... I think in general, I mean, like, it was great every time Luke or Leia was on the screen. I thought they ended Luke's story well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I thought, and it was like, shit really mattered. You know, people were getting killed left and right. I thought Laura Dern was dope. I thought, you know, Lupita's Ma's little cameo was dope. I think they definitely pushed a lot of the um, original characters to the, like they did the exact opposite of what Force Awakens did rather than really uh, uh, be heavy with the sauce when it came to going back to the old days and showing up the old characters. They pretty much like relegated 3PO and R2-D2 kind of to the sidelines. Um, I know, they just had little and, cameos. And, and, and but, really, yeah. Right, and really... Uh, and particularly the, the 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 more the original characters were kind of more side actors, if you will. Um, and they, again, this is not a movie that caters to what, whatever you believe canon is. It doesn't cater to the purest form. It's it's not about that. It's about showing that it's a, the dawn of a new day. And yes, these deaths matter. Like in the space battles, like I really felt some type of way when. The ex, a next wings would get and take out, or a bomber would get and take out, and like, cause you, they they didn't just show it blown up and oh well, they lost a a piece in, in in their puzzle, or they lost a piece on the chessboard. No, that was an actual person with a sister and a family and all this other stuff yep. in war. It felt more like what would happen if a person had went to war and lost their life, and then the rippling effects that happened uh, throughout their family or whatever, like it, it, it meant something. It wasn't mm. just this 
thing that happened and it was like, oh, well, you, you asked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 it added a lot of, of, of gravity to it. And at the same time, there, there was just some things that I was just like, I, I'm not sure why you guys did that. <laughs> there, there were definitely things like I, I would have cut the whole casino scene. I thought all yeah. that. Was just a, I like, thought that was a bit much, too. I think you're right. It was a way that. for them to show new people, new, new, new characters. It was just, I think it was just right, a way was, because it, whenever those scenes pop up, when there's a lot of people and a lot of aliens and stuff, it's just a, it's just a way to, to push around their, their CG weight, to push around their idea of oh what if there was a their their, their imagination i just think yeah. it was ryan's or whoever's imagination being allowed to run wild and that's cute cool but it doesn't help the story and it doesn't progress the story nor did it really no. hold it back it was just there that being said all of that extra scenes that were necessarily uh un that may have been unnecessary made the movie much longer than it should have been i think the movie was a bit long for me I, I, and I think I, I agree with you guys that that scene, that sequence is what should have um, definitely should have been cut. If anything been cut, I think it's also worth, you know, like it's a franchise and, they you know, they have books. So there's a Canto Blight book out that oh, has yep. four short it's stories, Saladin one Ahmed. of which is written by Sal- Saladin Ahmed, you know, friend of the show, mm-hmm. writer of Black Bolt. So it's it's also they want to establish, you know, so now they'll have like a Canto Blight game and a can you know what I mean? Like this is the problem. It's sort of like Canto Blight, the casino world is sort of like the Porgs. It's or the Ewoks. Yeah. It's just like a very clear something else for them to market and them to build more, you know, so they can sell more things. Um, by the way, I just want to say the Porgs, I was worried, were going to be really annoying. And that they weren't yeah. annoying to me. I they, they, they weren't were annoying. I'm glad you said that because that's probably going to be my last comment. They weren't annoying, but I don't see what the big deal is about that and why people are falling over themselves about these things. All right, they're yeah. little freaking bird penguin things. Cute. I'm moving on. Like, I was more interested in those little ice foxes and those puppy horse things that they were riding. Like, yeah, I, I, I like the ice, the uh, foxes of, of Star were Wars. Dope. I think it's one of the best when it comes to sci-fi, absolutely hands down. At the same time, I'm just not so giddy over these things like everyone else is. Right, yeah. but if you were eight, you might be demanding your parents yeah, buy you a. Of course, but I'm talking about these are grown adults that are really. But but there's no, that's grown adults that right. are like, oh my god, the porch is so. Cute. I'm just like, okay, my dog looks like that. Like I'm. And good. it's like Joe Camel. I mean, they want to get, they want to hook people early. Well, um, one last thing I just want to say. I really wasn't pleased with the way that they treated Finn. You know, I defended oh, the hell yeah. out of him in the first film. And this time, like, even in the casino scene, you know, Rose has to explain oppression to a man who's already been a slave. Yep. So it's like, and then I kind of, you know, went back on that because I'm like, okay, well, Finn has been a stormtrooper. He doesn't know anything else. He don't know nothing about no oppression, whatever. But it's still just one of those scenes when it's like, this is the problem. If you read Finn as being African-American, which you can't, you, you know, can't. he's alien, then it's, you know, that scene is even worse. But if you just read him as an alien who's never known anything, then it's like, all right, whatever. But at the same time, it's like Finn, you know, to a lot of kids and to a lot of people represents the black person in the movie. And so when he gets played to the side, and in this movie, I didn't really feel like he had that much to do that was really of importance and didn't really, you know, it was like. Yeah, 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 but yeah. They overall, also, go ahead. yeah, yeah. Overall, I just like you know Finn, whatever. But I do want to say like how they treated Luke to me was just like wow. Like <laughs> I you know, did I've not seen know. A lot of people complaining. A lot of people <laughs> have been like they wanted to see him do some you know some other dope shit. And I'm like, what? This motherfucker projected himself across worlds and yeah. made a physical you know representation of himself in another world. And like. 
Come on, man. Like, they, it's like, what more could could he have done? Like, yeah. I think it, it, at the end of the day, he ended up being like, get off my lawn type old. <laughs> I love that. Because I love it. that's that's kind of the, the, the attitude he had. But that's also, if you think about it, even if in a joking manner, that's the kind of attitude that Mark Hamill has. He's like, look, I've been doing this for how many years now? How many decades now? Like, mm-hmm. let me. And that's how I, I keep trying to tell people. Let people die. Let them yep. die. Like, let their memory or their yep. energy and all that other stuff live on, but let them die. Uh, yeah, uh, they said, pe- I saw people saying they wanted, you know, Kylo to fight Luke and him. Oh, come on, going you on guys. to the next movie, and it's just like. We don't have time for that, okay? We need, like, we no, need to. No, Ray fights no. Kylo, not Luke fight Kylo. We need That's to push not what it is. forward with a new Jedi. We need to push forward yes. with Ray. We need to push forward with new stories and new understandings and new attempts at making new new waves with Star Wars. Some of it's going to work, some of it's not going to work, but you got to allow the the series to evolve or a lot of people think it's just burning the slow burn until, you know, it, it's just really jumped the shark. Whatever way you feel about it is the way you feel about it. I will say that and I want to get everyone's take just overall, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would recommend this movie. I think it's important yeah. and actually integral to see this movie, especially if you intend on seeing the rest of the Star Wars series and being in tune of what's going on with these characters. And and yeah. it's worth seeing oh, in no the theater. Oh, and, like and, not and waiting and, oh, for cable. Yeah, and side note, they completely wasted Captain Phasma. Completely wasted. It was horrible. Well, but that's anyway. what they did with that's what they did with Boba Fett. It's the same thing. Yep. Like both characters <sighs> have like Jesus. three lines. But um, but yeah, then, but but, they... but 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 uh, Chico, would you recommend? Would I recommend the movie? Hell yes. yeah! Except just see it in the theater. <laughs> um, yeah. I you know not don't wait for it on cable. Like I definitely think no. I think this is oh my god yeah. I mean this is. The best Star Wars movie in, you know, almost 30 years, you know, possibly. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, any, yeah, definitely. She, uh, and Ben, what about you? Would you recommend? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, Star Wars, this is me. Like, there's no question. <laughs> like, you know, there's not, there's probably not going to be a Star Wars movie in my lifetime that I wouldn't say see it in the theater at least once, you know. What about but no, the I think this shit is incredible. Oh, God, I mean... Yeah, let's yeah. be real. Let's be real. I know you're a fan, a, but let's be real. I think we need to take a break right now, <laughs> and we'll be right back for more Fan Bro Show. <laughs> this is Joe Illich, senior editor for Lion Forge Comics. When I'm not working with the best creators in comics to put together the best superhero universe in comic books, I'm listening to the Fan Bros Show. We said a lot, but obviously we didn't say everything, and I'm sure people are going to turn off 
what about this? Y'all didn't talk about yeah. that. It's not that we don't want to talk about it. It's not that we forgot because we don't forget shit like that. It's because we don't have that much time in the show. Word. That being said, we will be revisiting this in different ways. There will be a review on fanbros.com. There may be another Fanbros TV video. There will be some more stuff coming on. And you may be hearing from other people in the Fanbros fam. So be sure to be on the lookout. Be sure to be following us. Fanbro show on Twitter and elsewhere all over the internet for to get more on our take on The Last Jedi and also make sure to go to fanbros.com. Word up. And you know, you can follow us on Twitter and that way you'll know where to send your questions for The Guac is Extra. And tonight, you know, it's a little sparse. I guess it's the end of the year, you know, so people are, you know, doing whatever, don't have time to ask those questions. But we always need your questions. You know, we need all type of questions. They don't have to be, you know, strictly geek related. We like talking the shit with y'all, you know, giving y'all life advice, you know, mm-hmm. helpful hints. Whatever. Naming so, babies. You know, naming babies, you know, encouraging people to get married. You know, all those mm-hmm. type of things. We like all that on Fanbros shows. So hit us, contact at fanbros.com or on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. And what do we have up first? Up first, we have from Chase, a.k.a. Chachala, a.k.a. James St. Patrick Stewart, a.k.a. Meet Me at the Mall is Going Down, <laughs> a.k.a. Qui-Gon Gin and Tonic, a.k.a. Weekend and Bert and Ernie. Quite gone gin and tonic. <laughs> that one was working. That was working. And James and 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 James Patrick and, uh, Stewart was kind of that dope. was also yeah yeah, but, yeah I, I like that I like that okay, James St. Okay. Patrick Stewart yeah <laughs> yeah two out of four two out of four. okay <laughs> good job Chase so yeah. Chase's question is batting five hundred not bad at all Chase's question is okay so I was born in the eight in the eighty eight. I, he didn't say the, I said the. But Chase wrote, writes, okay, I was born in 88, been a huge Star Wars fan most of my life, got introduced to the franchise when I was eight. It was a new hope. Naturally, that's where I started. Three years later, The Phantom Menace came out. Yes, they are a fan, and that's where their question starts. I, They get how bad the acting is throughout the prequels, but why, why, why doesn't anyone enjoy them like I do? Sometimes I've gotten over the bad acting and Jar Jar actually doesn't bother me too much either. But I just want to know, why can't we just love Star Wars in its entirety? LOL. Why can't we love Star Wars in its entirety, Ben? I mean, I mean you try, it's funny that you try to get away from this question and, this, and the whole thing about the prequels and the, and the intro. And I feel like it was more than bad <laughs> acting. But, I, you know, um, it's yeah. just... And it's just that in general, it was a real... It just wasn't up to... I mean, it was like the pacing was bad and I didn't care and... The characters' names were stupid, you know, Count Dooku, and you know, I, well, someone I, I can don't say know. Snoke is stupid too. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Stupid. I think Snoke is stupid, but um, <laughs> I don't. It's Star Wars. The names are not really supposed to make sense. They've too. always been stupid. They no, always, I know. Right. Always been terrible. Wait, wait. Let's not use the word yeah. stupid. There's all. They've always been different, and maybe Tauntaun. You're right. Creative. Corny. Corny. Yeah. Wampa. Goofy. Yeah. I guess you're right. They have been goofy, but. Um, it just was an overall like the pacing just didn't work in the in the first ones and it was more than just bad acting. I think it was bad directing, bad writing, bad bad sort of all around. Um, yeah, there's bad acting in all the Star Wars films. Yes, that's, that's and some clunky dialogue. There was clunky yes. dialogue in the Last Jedi. There were even a couple of snickers where there weren't there's... supposed to be, but that's okay. Oh my God! When Kylo was like, um, 
when when he's when when Luke says something about like how I did this wrong and Kylo's like, I know you did. Yo, the yeah. audience busts <laughs> right. out every time I see that they bust out both, and I, I was crying. I love but, Kylo Ren. I'm sorry, oh, Adam Driver kills it. I love him. Love him. I love he's his a, attitude. Amazing. He feels like he's, he's coming from a different universe. I, I quite. That's why I love it. He yeah. Does, I quite literally believe Kylo is Kanye West in Star Wars. Like it's yes. just no if and or buts about it. And and right. I love him. I, I I can't get enough of it. And I love Ray. But yeah, but like answer it. the question though, Ben. I mean. Um. Yeah. Okay. Like. Okay. This is the thing. I was actually talking about this with Mellow Marketer the other day. Like. We, you know, and we were talking about this during the break as well. Like, I was so hyped for the Phantom Menace. Like, oh my God, I taped, I videotaped the uh, trailer and watched it so many times, like so many times. And then you walk into that movie and you sit down, and it's like, okay, at the beginning there's some really ill stuff like the Jedi do you've never seen them do before. Like they run really fast, they use their lightsabers to cut through this door, all this ill stuff. And you're like, oh, this is Star Wars, yes. And then um, the Trade Federation dude show up, and they're, like, talking in these really bad, you know, racist Asian accents. And you're like, ooh, that's weird. <laughs> and then, you know, they get down to Naboo, and that's dope. You know, they land on Naboo, and it looks all ill and, you know, everything. And then Jar Jar shows up, and it's just like, ooh, okay, this is this is interesting. And then about 30 minutes later, Watto shows up, and you're like, okay, my hero is a racist. Like, my hero just hates everyone, like... My hero just has the weirdest thing. And so that was the thing about the prequels for me. And then Attack of the Clones is even worse. There's no defending that, like, on any level. It's just terrible. It's like the love story is terrible. All mm-hmm. the CGI looks like a joke. You don't care about any of the characters, so it doesn't matter. You know, Django Fett, whatever. And uh, I will defend Revenge of the Sith, though, any day. I love that movie. It's awesome. So um, <laughs> one out of three. They're batting worse than your than your AKs, bro. But nah, oh I, I no, can't, come I, on, I can't, I can't, I can't feel with you. Like I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, no, the prequels are whack, bro. There's a reason. Like it's no man, like no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I have to agree with Chico. Man, the prequels are just not entertaining. The 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 wooding acting or the bad acting, and I can't stand Jar Jar. And and just it's just not as whatever you want to say. It's bad about Star Wars, whether new or old film. This the prequels just don't live up to anything at all. It's just not good, period. All right, I will give them one shout out. Is that the fact that George Lucas was pushing? Like you get to see a lot of new designs. You see all kind of new vehicles, a lot of new things like that that you don't see, and that was dope. I was. I feel like, but that's just his. They release new stuff every single movie so that they can sell new toys. Like I don't but think those the Stormtrooper like, armor like, is fresher. But it's not one. just toys. Like even putting the prequels into play, like they are also showing new worlds to show new stories. Yeah, right. They, they, Star Wars is one of the most beautiful film, regardless of whether it's a good film or not. It's one of the most beautiful films in terms of visuals, in terms of new mm-hmm. worlds, in terms of again we talk about the bestiary, in terms of new aliens, in terms of weaponry, in terms of ships. It's it's beautiful, and I will say that that's the one thing that, that the prequels did well. Like, they, they introduced a lot of great things, objects. Oh, yeah. Padme ship, that shit was sick. That shit was sick. The Darth Maul, sick. Darth Maul, that, 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 no, Darth Maul's little um, speeder bike he rolls right. up on Quad His speeder bike, but also his, oh, his, but also his so double sword, because I don't think, I'm not sure if that was really Hell shown. No, that, no, that was the before. first time we'd seen that. So, yeah. so things like that definitely open up the world, your, your eyes to what more, what the franchise can be. There's more to it, yes. As a film, cinema, whatever you want to call it, it, is, it wasn't hitting it. It wasn't. 
Sorry, but Chase. that fight between Darth Maul and Quadron is incredible. And what, also, the Duel of the Fates? Oh, God. And I also love the fact that Quadron gets knocked out by the bump to the head. Like, <laughs> that is, like, the funniest shit to me in the world. Like, all this lightsaber battle, and then he gets served by, you know, Darth Maul just bonking him on the head and then stabbing him. Like, oh, man. Genius. It's, it happens. Yeah. All right. So, great question. You know, as always, like we said, send your questions to contact at fanbros.com or hit us on the Twitter at fanbros show. Send them in. You know, let's set off this new year with some ill questions. So, yes. hit us up. You know, we can have some big stars, all that. Oh, you know, all that greatness. But, you know, just we need your questions to make this dope. So, do it. Do it. Do it. And now it's time for, I mean, this is about to be a legendary one right here. Is it really? <laughs> I mean, big news is going down in. Tech Talk with Tatiana. I don't know if you want to say legendary because I don't, I don't want to, you know, like be a Jar Jar Binks and like not live up to expectations. But, mm. um, yeah, they were hyping Jar Jar before that oh, movie came out. Oh, remember? Too. They were like the remember? first CGI cre- created character. We were like, oh my God, oh. this is going to be so dope. Yo, Lucas is about to. And then, yeah, and then yeah. we got what we got. But anyway. Misa. He doesn't talk in the trailer, too. That's what really sells it. It's like he doesn't talk in the first trailer. Like, it, you know, they, there's a shot of him, and he looks really ill, so you're like, okay, and then, yeah. I but he still believe... looked like Howard the Duck on acid in the trailer. But it was like, yeah, but in the trailer, you don't see him, like, walking and looking goofy right. and all that. It's just like you just see him for a second, so it works. Choose... Go watch that trailer on YouTube. It's so fire. I choose to believe the fan theories that he's actually a Sith playing drunken master right I, I choose to believe that because that's the only way that, that he's gonna fly but anyway let's get into tech news really quick there's only one story but it's the biggest story of the year and it's important that you continue to monitor this and be diligent about what's happening as we all n- pretty much knew would happen ajit pies ajit pies fcc fuck that dude fuck his name that's yeah. Um, no, we're going to say his name because I want people to know specifically who this is and how to spell it and how to find him. Because if you want to fuck up his timeline and all this other stuff, please do. But what you really need to do is something more productive, which is call your congressman. Because they struck down net neutrality. So they decided during their ruling, I believe it was this past Wednesday, I'm not sure, but this past week, they decided that they were going to try to do away with the Obama era net neutrality rules, which say to treat internet traffic equally, regardless of the source and where it's going and all that other stuff. That being said, a lot of there was a lot of doomsday, like, oh my God, the internet is dead. Oh my God, it's over, da da da. That, that, that bleak outlook is appropriate. However, it's not quite over yet. The reason being is just because they made the ruling doesn't mean it actually goes into effect immediately. What's happening now is the next fight has to go to Congress. This ruling about net neutrality has come up twice before and it's been shot down twice before so we're at the point again where we as a people and our government needs to shoot it down once more what that means is call your congress people because what's happening right now in congress in your state legislature and a whole bunch of other places they're actually stepping up to the plate to try to get this overturned particularly in congress they're they're invoking the the congressional review act uh, in order to vote that net neutrality ruling down, there are several states, including New York State, and I believe California is one of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of states that are suing. Yeah. That are actually suing uh, uh, this this ruling to try to get this overturned. And then also 
uh, public advocacy groups are also suing as well. So what this means is you need to continue to fight, continue to call, continue to press, continue to text, continue to send in your letters and continue to let Ajit Pai know he ain't shit for this because we're not taking this lying down and this needs to be struck down once more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you can say it any better than that. Like you said, you know, make you hit up everybody on Congress. There's numbers you can text. You know, there's numbers you can call. Just get. But the idea the- is that the internet has always been equal, and that this will make it so that they, which is what the internet providers want, where they will, you know, they'll make it so that it's really fast for you to get, you know, di- you know Disney stuff, but they're but really slow to get fan bros. Yeah, and we can't have that. We cannot no. have that, folks. No, no, no. You already no, have one no, person no. saying, well, you know, if, the, if this happens, how are we supposed to get your stuff? Listen, we're going to operate on the understanding that this is going to get shot down because we're going to put our, and continue, really, because we've been doing it, but continue to put our resources into educating everyone about right. how to save net neutrality and putting our resources into getting in touch with our with the government and making sure that, that the, the, the will of the people is done versus what... Ajit Pai's FCC wants to do. That being said, not everybody on the FCC is on Ajit's side. Kudos and shouts to Mignon Clyburn, who was the acting FCC chairman Mm. during the Obama era times. She is a beast. And she let, she, and if I don't know if anyone watched the live feed of the proceedings, but she let it known that she wasn't about uh, Ajit Pai. And and really, she basically told him, You don't want this smoke. But Mm -hmm. Ajit Pai wants to play that game, so let's let him have it. Yep. Word up. And there's two others that that I, their names escape me right now, but I just I, I'm telling you the main guy Snoke, if you will. No, you need to pay attention to Snoke. <laughs> I, I, I I happened just to turn on the live stream right when she was going in, and I was like, oh, 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 oh Lord! All right, oh, ooh, I, I hit that follow button immediately on her profile. Like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, there we go. That's funny. So, yeah. yes, hashtag save net neutrality. If you want to learn more about it, there's plenty of resources online. Or you can come directly to me at Tatiana King on Twitter. We can talk about it. You disagree with me? Fine. I'll tell you why you're wrong, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. All right. And in some, I mean, possibly as big news as The Last Jedi this week, Disney, the monolith, battling Amazon for control of the world right now, <laughs> has acquired Fox and all of their subsidiaries, pretty much besides uh, Fox TV, right? Besides the news station. No, besides yeah. the news. Like so, no, the we're news, talking, yeah. you know, they've got the all Simpsons. The they've show. got It's Only yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. They got cops. Predator. Cops. Aliens. Alien and Predator, but they got yeah. cops. Specifically, the transaction. <laughs> I know Man, cops, cops is so important, but yeah. <laughs> specifically, so the, the transaction includes everything in the 21st century Fox <laughs> film and TV studio repertoire of uh, 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 portfolio, rather the cable networks, international TV businesses that includes, like you said, cops, but it also includes things like X-Men <laughs> avatar, the Simpsons FX networks. So everything mm. that comes on FX, national geo, Nat geo, um, when animals uh, attack. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And it, uh, and it, so all those really cute stuff about the, what, what is it? The, uh, the, the penguins oh, cheating on each other. Right. The, Tennis is going to own that. Um, they're also going to own Fox's stake in Hulu. I believe it's like 60%. Maybe not. Maybe 6% is higher. Maybe that's correct. But uh, Fox has a big stake in Hulu. So they're gonna, Disney's going to own that. Disney's going to own a lot of stuff across Europe um, uh, and in India as well. 
Um, Roger Iger is going to remain chairman and CEO of the company at least through 2021. Um, and to what Ben mentioned, that this this deal does not include the Fox News channels. They're gonna they're gonna spin that off separately. So Fox Broadcasting Network, which includes Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network, um, and all the stuff that you don't watch anyway, uh, that's gonna be going to ownership to the shareholders. But so I mean, in the short run, like yeah, it's honestly, of course, it's great that the uh, you know all these proper, you know, the Fantastic Four and the X Men and Spy, yeah, that everything's going you know to be under one umbrella. But at the end of the day, this kind of monopoly thing is never good. Like they're on a good run no. right now, but this weekend, as we you know go ninety percent of the box office, part of that is because of Star Wars, but ninety percent of the box office is either Fox or disney so to have all of that under one you know one company and a company that has you know some you know like anything that's supposed to be family friendly like it's a little sinister if they're that big um so it would be like if mcdonald's bought burger king and wendy's and, and taco bell and you know yeah kfc like so so there's that that i don't know um We'll see. Uh, you mentioned that the government's looking into it, so yeah. it's possible. I mean, I don't think they're going to not let it go through. They but having let it go through this, this they, too they, big to, to fail model is bad, and this is all bad, like late capitalism, and you know, I I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. The robots are coming soon anyway. <laughs> One thing I just want to add on about this because I, I I don't have too much more to say about because I think we talked it a lot about it, um, and also the deal's worth fifty two point four billion. But anyway. Um, I want to give a, a, a personal and, and heartfelt and serious apology to Stan the Man Lee. Yep. Because I, and Ben, I mean as well, back in, I believe, late September, early October, something around that line, but it was fall specifically, where Stan Lee said, and this was in the fall, early fall, Stan Lee said to this, to the essence of don't worry about it it's we're gonna bring it all together it, right we'll get we'll get it back and me and man i mean was like oh you wildly you crazy old man get out of here you old cool all this other stuff we <laughs> we basically say we basically say he, he he he's doing too much and look at where we are now so that being said i look will, at you now i will respect my elders i apologize stanley mm-hmm. i was wild disrespectful yep i was wrong about that and um you did that yeah y'all did that like you know, I've been a, just like Chico. I feel weird about this because it makes Disney own so much, and it has like we're now it's like okay, you know, is Disney gonna ever make a Predator film? You know, are they gonna are they gonna make more? You know, are are what if a director has a problem now with you know a Marvel? Do they never work at Disney again? You know, what if a writer has a problem in Marvel? Right. You know, it uh, things like that, and then like also you know what happens when Marvel is now making all the you know superhero films like they've already said they're gonna keep Deadpool R. And things like that, but would they really do things like Logan? Would they do things like Legion? Right. Would they have these separate universes right. that eventually? I like what Fox was doing. Like this right. year, I think Fox had some of the best product when it came to superheroes. So, On TV, absolutely, yeah. And in film, I think Logan is still my number one superhero movie of the year. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I thought Logan I really was great. Do. I thought Logan yeah. was so great. I'm not, I don't know about I'm just, number like, one, that's but I thought a it was great. statement, straight yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's still, I mean, we're going to see his awards play out this week, you know, for All Nerds Awards, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Right. Eastern Standard Time. 
But yeah, um, I think Logan is my pick of the year. So it's interesting now that it's just going to be, you know, the Marvel scene on everything. Because, like, as much as I enjoy things like Ant Man and Doctor Strange, they're Iron Man who shrinks and Iron Man with magic. Right. You know, it's right, like, right. there's not. I mean- there's certain, much to those films. There's certain characters, like, I feel like it's, it goes both ways, right? Like, yeah, it'd be cool that, okay, now they have control and they can develop all these people, but then it's also yeah. like, do you really have to develop all these characters? Do we have to have that type of movie? Yes, because it's under Disney. They may feel no impetus to develop, but also because it's under Disney, they have all this money, they have all this control, they can take more risks and not worry about being burnt, whereas if a smaller studio mm. with less resources can do this. And... Uh, in addition, you also have to understand that acquisitions, mergers, whatever you want to call it, these this also results in loss of jobs as well. They mentioned yeah. that oh, yeah. between between five to ten thousand jobs are going to be shed, and that's actually happens. That's that's part of the whole package when you when you get into a merger and acquisition. That's just ha- that's just what it is because you have redundant um, well, positions and things like yeah. that. But that's part of the deal. So, yeah, we may be like, yo, let's get that Fantastic Four going. But it's also like, yo, at least 5,000 people are going to lose their jobs, too. So mm. there, there, there's a lot of, uh, just like the force, there's balance to it. Um, there, there's going to be great things that happen. And there are going to be not so great things that happen as well. Word up. All right. And in some other huge news this week, you know, in TV especially, this is like just, I, I could not believe it. Um, spoiler alert, folks, for everyone who hasn't seen it, The Walking Dead in their mid-season finale killed off Carl. He actually didn't die. I mean, they... Oh, true. He doesn't die, and he's going to be in the mid-season premiere or whatever. And then he's going to be dead. But, yeah, they are going to kill him off, and his dad did a very stupid thing and attacked, like, the network and attacked the producers. Yeah. Um, I, I... The Walking Dead has been the last maybe four episodes has really been pissing me off. See, I thought it's that, just been stupid things one after another. I this whole season, I had no idea where anyone was, how related, like where they were in comparison to each other. So there was no like it was like nothing made any kind of sense. Nothing mattered. There was no like anybody could show up at any time because I didn't mm-hmm. know any of the locations where they were or where those places were in relation to each other. Or to the hilltop, or to Alexandria, or to the garbage dump, and mm-hmm. you mean like in terms no, of distance? Nothing and, and made location? No, absolutely nothing, nothing made, made sense. sense. Like you could yeah, take it. Yeah, it just was like, and so anybody could have just like, hey, oh, we're opening up an episode, and Rick is in uh, is in a shipping container, and the garbage people's. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I, like I, like it was just like. And so I didn't care about anything. I didn't know there was no sense of like, oh, they're here and they've got to do that. Like, yeah, I actually would say I don't think Rick had the worst idea this season. There was there was somebody else who took that or two people who took that cake for me. Uh, as, Ooh, I don't know. Rick, Rick going back Rick, to the garbage dump was definitely one. Yeah, listen, that, listen, but, listen, yeah listen, exactly. But no, but no, but that was part of the plan. That was that wasn't something he just came up with out his ass. That was always part of the plan. There was two people who made a really stupid decision. Um, and, and there was just a series of bad decisions that just kept snowballing. And I was just like, why are we doing this? Why no. is Legan not dead yet? And I'm not, I'm not saying for the series. Obviously, you can't kill him yet because you can't stretch out the series longer if you do. But just as far as you could have killed him four or five times by now. 
Just that there were, yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely, why didn't they just shoot him when he, you know what I mean? There was a scene where he's talking, they all had guns on him and they just let him go back. I mean, it was just like. There's crosshairs on him, like, come on. And like, they just, stop just, and have just, discussions just, like, oh, well, should we kill people? Or is that who we, you know, like, the middle like, of battle? And it's why are we, like, why fuck? are we, I want to get rid of. Oh my God, that destruction that, um. Yeah, Jesus, like, Jesus needs to and, go. And Jesus. Yeah, Jesus in the middle needs of a fight. Go. Listen, Jesus needs to go. I, I, I wish some if I was in that position and I was the leadership and one of y'all, Chico or Ben, decided, yeah, we're going to bring these 20, 25 people uh, in as prisoners, I will shoot them on sight right. and dare you to say something to me. You can call me Negan Jr. I don't care. Right. Like how that's the dumbest thing. Like I said, to me, this the, the tail part of season eight was just a series of really bad ideas, really ridiculous calls and, and, and really just things that didn't make any sense. All right. I agree. Well, I actually, I yeah. totally concur. I mean, I pretty much do too. You know, this, I, I, Walking Dead is right over there. Like I said, even last season, it's right over there with Legends of Tomorrow to me. It's just a guilty pleasure show because it's just utterly ridiculous. Nothing makes sense. It doesn't take place in any type of reality that matters. And well, maybe you know, was, maybe Morgan's making the right decision. Lenny uh, James is leaving the uh, the original yep. Walking Dead to go to uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which I haven't seen in. Two seasons, so he's no, the only one watch- with some sense. Him and Maggie, anyway. He's the only right. one with some sense right now. And 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, older woman. Oh, Carol. Know, right? Yeah, no, Carol's Carol, always got a. Oh yeah, Carol yeah. for president. Always Carol for president. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought you know Carl's death for you know like bite scene whatever was handled well. And I, like yeah. you said, I can't believe what his dad did. I understand that you know the actor didn't know you know and he didn't want to leave the show. And it's such a departure from the comics that I don't know how they're going to handle this in the future. Well, I mean, but, that's good, right? I mean, I think it's TV. Rick is a bigger to. star, so they decide to keep Rick. Mm. They're not going to kill yep. Rick off. And then, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't have to follow everything word for word. No. You learn that. So it's actually, and, and I haven't read the comics, so I don't, you know, for me, this doesn't change anything for me. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Carl became yeah. a really dope character in the comics that, you know, the producers say they would never manage to make him that dope on the show. And so. So they. Right. So, you know what? I'd rather people be honest and say, look, we can't live up to that expectation. So let's mm-hmm. just get rid of the character so we don't have to worry about it. And and I, I think that was actually the smartest move you can make. Let your characters die, especially mm-hmm. if you do not have a plan for to to develop it further or to make them as good as they can be. If you have no purpose, let it go. Right. Mm. All right. That said, shout out to Mr. Robot Finale, which fucked up my head. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Mr. Robot that was, was really so good, good this season. God damn. Uh, Mello put, he said it wasn't, but I'm going to binge it now that it's done because I haven't, like, I haven't seen anything this season. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to binge it. Yeah, I'm going to binge it all now. I mean, Mello's also, Mello, shout out to Mello Marketer. Um, he's also a tech guy, like deep tech guy. And yep. so so there's probably stuff that he's also looking at from a tech perspective that he may not like, which is why he said that. But mm-hmm. um, overall, Mr. Robot was, was, was very good. It's very, again, another type of thing where you literally may have to watch each episode twice to really understand what's going on. That may piss off some people. That may delight others. The finale was incredible and pretty insane they they really just took it to another degree when it when it when it comes to being extreme let's say that oh man i can't wait because you know we've always thought about this chico how mr robot seems to be a show that's better for binging and now oh yeah and i think you're right i think it is it's because it's because it's shot like a film and really when you watch it straight through as if it's a very very long film it makes total sense Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I, uh, I I really liked the second season a lot more when I actually, you know, sort of binged it, uh, you know, right before the third season started than when I watched it live. So I yep. will say that. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, we were talking a little bit about Walking Dead, and so I'm going to do a real quick uh, comic side. Real quick this week, because like I said, you know, the For All Nerds Awards is coming up, so we're going to have the best comics of the year, the best new series of the year, you know, all that thing. So I really need y'all votes on that one. You know, hit us up on the Twitter tomorrow or by the time you hear this show. And, you know, send in your votes because we are going to need them. I need to know what you've been reading, what you've been copping all year. Use that hashtag, ComicPsychopt. And this week was super light for me, yo. I looked at some trades, but I didn't even pick any of them up. Uh, the Nick Fury trade is out, though. I would def- definitely recommend that. I'll probably pick that up in the weeks to come. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I see this week that I thought about? The Nick Fury joint. Uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah, it was, like I say, it was a really light week. I did pick up the Wicked and Divine Christmas special. You know, Wicked and Divine issue 33 is definitely probably my top pick of the year, like comic single issue of the year. And the Christmas special was, you know, another great issue of Wicked and Divine. This one is actually a flashback issue. It's a lot of, like, short stories featuring the gods in various times. A lot of gods who have been killed off in the series at this point reappear in this issue. There's a lot of sex. I mean, a whole, 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 whole lot of fucking in this issue. Okay. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, down and dirty stuff is going on. Shout out to Hey uh, Asante uh, over at Friendzone, who says he's going to start reading Wicked and Divine because uh, Cami Colt was, you know, showcasing some of the. There's a um scene between two men in this issue, you know, where they get it in, mm-hmm. and it's you know shown pretty graphically. And so, you know, when she posted the images on Twitter, people were like, whoa, you know. So, you know, it's Wicked and Divine. If you don't know, now you know. This is the type of comic book it is. It gets down. It's not afraid to hide it. It is, it's going to end up in my top 20 comics of all time. Definitely cop it if you're not reading it yet. And like I said, look out for the awards this week, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. We'll have much more comics there, all kind of stuff. And, you know, let me know what you've been copping. Use that hashtag, comments I copped, and hit me up on Twitter, at DJ Ben Amin, and hit us up all up at Fanbro Show, as always. Chico, we got to know, do you have a pick for us before Word, the end of the year? yo, people <laughs> were hurt last week. I know, yeah, I yo, yeah. I had, what did I have then? I mean, I think there was a lot of stuff starting. So I've actually been a little disappointed with uh, with, with, with Netflix of late. I tried that Godless, and, and it was, it was, it was God, it was endless. Um, mm. What else? Uh, I still, all right, dark? so basically I'm, I'm trying to decide uh, whether or why she's got to have it or um, The Dark next. I've heard Dark is good. Uh, she's got to have it as... Yeah, I was really hoping this was going to be, you know, Spike Lee's big comeback, but it's gotten such sort of mediocre reviews, and, you know, I mean, he look, he's still got documentaries. He still kills it with documentaries. Damn sure does. Damn sure does. But, um, it, yeah, he hasn't had a great movie or, you know, in a while, and I was hoping this would be it. It's not bad. It's cool. Right. Know? A second season might be better than the first. Right. You know, it's, it, it, there's something there. There's things there that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's definitely a lot of culture and stuff that I liked about it. It showcases 
a lot of African American or like African culture. You know, like the Yoruba religion is. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot. Of, I've read a lot of like Afro Latino uh, Latinx mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of that stuff in it, so I really like that about it. You know, and it's necessary to have these type of shows on the you know screen. So I would recommend it. I watched uh, your pick of the week from a few weeks ago, Mudbound. This week, I loved it. That joint is sick. Yeah, D. Reese isn't fire. getting uh, isn't getting as no, much you know at rec- recognition. Um, and yeah, like you, you know, Mary, you were surprised. Mary J. Blige was really dope. Oh, she's so good, yeah. so good. And I think she's up for some awards from that. Yeah, everyone in it. Um, the white dude who plays the guy who went to war, I loved yo. Oh, I thought he was great. Like. Um, man, just it's a really great movie. You know, Chico, you killed it with that pit. Make sure y'all watching Mudbound on Netflix. And like you said, D Reeves is not getting the props she deserves. We got to get her on the show. You know, give her some more of those props. Just that joint is fire. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely fire. So uh, ultimately, I don't have a pick. The last couple of things I watched, <laughs> I kind of was disappointed. Now there's a whole bunch of stuff out, uh, out there, but um. So, yeah, I actually do not have an actual uh, pick of the week. But uh, we do have a new episode of Scream Squad that will be dropping this week. So Boom. check that out. And both, both the movies that we're talking about are going to be are on Amazon Prime. So There you go. Yeah. There you go. So make sure you check out Scream Squad featuring Dos Leos, you know, giving the reviews of all the horror shows that's dropping this week, all the horror movies, you know, real deep cuts on the horror, you know, real mm-hmm. deep takes, you know, some... Very interesting destructions over there on Scream Squad. If you're even if you're not into horror, if you're into cinema in general, you need to be listening to that show. And also, you should be checking out Outlaw Bars, who is also dropping a new episode this week. Super proud of the three ladies over there for crossing the thousand follower threshold on Twitter. Big things popping yes. in 2017. You know, you Chico, boy, you got to you got to get them Twitter followers right. up for well, yeah. our Scream well, Squad, you know, boy. We're, 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 we're up there. We're close to yeah, 700. Yeah, growing, 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 yeah. Yeah. Up in the 700, you know. But, you know, Outlaw Bar is banging on yeah. you. <laughs> I got, I got Dunking it. on you, my guy. <laughs> and since we were talking props, bitch shout-outs to friend of the show. Look how the fan bro circle trust keeps working in real life. The Dylan got the new gig oh, at yeah. HBO. Woo! It's writing for Wyatt Cenac. Cenac? Cenac. Yeah, Cenac. Yeah, Wyatt Cenac's new show. Dope. You know, he'll be joining the Writers Guild as well. You know, pop them, you know, press your shoulders off. So you guys going to have a secret handshake. Fan pros. Fan pros.